911, what's the nature of your emergency? another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And I'm your co-host, Clint Walton. For today's episode, I want to talk about this whole Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp crash of 2019. Oh my gosh. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the content. Now, Clint is rolling his eyes right now. (laughs) Because in true Tactical Living fashion... He has no idea what we're about to talk about before I spit something out of my mouth. I sound like a robot when (laughs) I know what we're talking about. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah, it's cool. Let's just roll with it. Now, Clint and I were fortunate enough to head to Vegas on July the 3rd because we got to see Brad Paisley on the 4th of July. It was amazing. We love Brad Paisley. If there's any singer that can write songs almost taking our love into consideration. He's the singer that does it. That's true. I was bawling my eyes out quite a few times. You had a little <laughs> a little bit of tears going on too. That was the allergies. <laughs> but that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> so on our way to Vegas, I was doing some work. I'm a part of a team and collaboratively we have a group on Facebook. So we all tasked one another with contributing a lot of valuable posts to add to the group. And so I had to get eight of these posts done and it's not like, look at my freaking cat kind of posts, right? (laughs) So it takes a lot of consideration. So I spent a good two hours putting together these posts, editing the photos, all that jazz. And I tried to go send them to the team member who's facilitating posting all of this for us. And it wouldn't go through. And imagine you spend two hours worth of work. Somebody is relying on you. You try and try and try. It won't go through. I figured it's probably because we're passing through the valley. And then apparently one of my captions went through, but not the photo. So he asks me about the photo, like, Ash, where's the photo? And I told him, like, dude, I've been trying to send it to you like 18 times, but it won't go through for some reason. And I'm not frustrated. I just thought it's on my end because, you know, we're driving through the mountains. And we're used to poor internet connections, so. <laughs> this is true. And he's like, oh, it's it's no problem. It's probably because Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were down, and they're probably backlogged. The whole world's going to end. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sucks. So I just figured I'll try to send it later or the next day. Like, still move on with my life. Like, done deal. <laughs> And then the next day, on the 4th of July, when I go to resend it to him using the internet from the MGM instead, it all went through, no problem. And I hop on and I see people are going crazy. (laughs) People are bashing Facebook, that damn Zuckerberg, and they're talking so poorly about this piece of software that essentially is a part of their life every single day. And it blew my mind because for me, I'm like, okay, this is something that you, number one, use at your leisure. Number two, maybe you use it as a business asset. But ultimately, this is a tool in your life that you use that you have never paid money for. 
So what makes you so entitled to get upset when glitches happen? <laughs> like we can't control that. And it continued and I'm like scrolling until I just got fed up and decided to move on with my life after about five minutes of just reading this nonsense. But it also got me thinking about how maybe there's nothing wrong with these people. Maybe the fact that they're getting so upset about not being able to freely use something that they're so accustomed to is a byproduct of being so conditioned that way. And having these free resources, it's almost like when we talk about, and Clinton and I vent to one another about this constantly, how you have people who are utilizing these services that are supposed to be for underprivileged people, and yet people are taking advantage of it, and they use it constantly as a way of life instead of going out and getting a job. This stems into free healthcare. This stems into free internet, free cell phones, free food, like name something. Okay, that's a whole other episode. (laughs) But for us to be given the opportunity to use something like these social media platforms for free, I believe that we're being conditioned to almost feel entitled to use them. And I say this from a place of paying witness to so many people that were acting the way that they were based on the inability to use this free program. And for me, I look into it as you look at driving. Driving is a perfect example for it. People feel that they're entitled to drive. And you know how many people I've stopped? Well, you can't tell me how I can and can't drive. And I go, absolutely, I can. It's a privilege. It's not an earned right. For sure. And yet we get so used to the nuances and how comfortable it is to be able to access these sorts of things, like hopping in a vehicle and getting on a public road, that we don't even think about the fact that it is not a it is not a right. I'm sorry, it is just a, a privilege. It's not something that we have to be given. It's not something that we have to use. It's not so we're not paying a toll road for the most part every time we drive to work. (laughs) Sure, there's paying for your vehicle registration insurance, but that secures you and your vehicle. That doesn't take into the account the roads that you're using. That doesn't take into account the traffic lights. And that also doesn't take into the account all of the other laws that go into driving a vehicle, just as being on social media doesn't necessarily factor in in our minds all the time that there are still regulations and laws and things that you do have to abide by in order to play the game. And all those laws are in place to keep everybody safe. And these rules are set so people who shouldn't be driving or shouldn't be using social media really have that environment not to ruin it for everybody else. But think about what happens when you're driving down the road and there's a roadblock, there's a detour. Sure, you might be like, damn it, that sucks. But guess what? You probably follow that orange sign until you can finally make your way (laughs) to your destination. Just like on Facebook, 
or Instagram or, oh my God, the world's ending because I can't access my social media feed. I can't post funny pictures of my cat today. Yeah. Like, why allow yourself to get so aggravated that as a byproduct of that, it starts to create this negative spiral for the rest of your day? Like, who cares? What's going to happen in the world if you can't hop on your social media feed? Because who does it really affect other than yourself? Nobody. And that's something that I think most people in general is they get so focused on this inconvenience of why is this happening to me when it's happening to everybody. And I think people also lose sight of the fact that just like with the road work situation, people aren't inconveniencing you for the sake of inconveniencing you. They're probably working on repairing the road, making it better, making it safer, making it more enjoyable. And maybe on the back end of this social media shutdown of 2019, did anybody ever spark any kind of curiosity as to see why it got shut down? What improvements might be taking place on the back end? Or what improvements might be taking place as a as a byproduct of everything crashing in the first place? We lose sight of the curiosity. We lose sight of it because we get so caught up in how does this impact me that we don't care about the whole picture. And it's a shame. It's a shame because I believe in our society, we're creating this for ourselves. We're putting ourselves in this situation to where we're reacting this way based on how we're creating our own reality. And I think it's important to take a step back. And when things don't necessarily go our way, to understand that it's okay. What is a course correct for this thing in my life not having panned out the way that I thought it would? How did I let it make me feel? Did I let it impact me in a way to where it affected the people around me? Did I make myself look foolish? In this case, like posting something thereafter about poor pity me. When really, I'm not a part of that equation. There's a bigger picture that's a part of the equation. And I think that by allowing yourself to take a step back in these situations where we get aggravated, accept that aggravation. And learn how to process it in a different way that's, number one, not going to make you look foolish. And number two, and the most important part, is to understand how your reaction and your feelings towards anything in your life that doesn't go your way is making you feel and changing the trajectory of your entire day. The things that you're putting off towards your family. Could you imagine how many times people probably hopped on their phone trying to see if their app was working? And just spending that time being so caught up in your emotion of why is this happening? And really, it's not affecting anybody. Mark Zuckerberg is out there making his millions and millions of dollars. While you're sitting there pouring salt on the wound. And hurting yourself. It's pointless. But like I said to begin with, I don't blame 
anybody for that. I don't think that we're taught the methods that are required in order to be able to tell ourselves it's okay. We're getting so used to being able to rely on technology that we don't, and especially the younger generation, we don't know how to deal with it when things go wrong and when that's omitted from our lives. And I think it's important for these sorts of things to start to be brought to the surface. I had a long discussion with my optometrist about this a couple weeks ago in understanding that the way that we're headed as a society based on our reliance on technology and our disconnect from reality, it's creating really a very destructive lifestyle and upbringing for younger generations to come. And I believe until we start to instill some of those tactics behind how you get through something like that, mm-hmm. and it's I, I laugh, but it's really not funny when you look at the big picture of things because we're we're not exposed to any kind of backup plan. We're not exposed to any sort of mental endurance or mental shift as to what happens when you have to face the real world without the reliance of this crutch. And by taking a step back with that and maybe using it as a tool in your own life, maybe as you sit there, you have kids and you can think about all the car rides that they take with an iPad in their hands instead of a book. I don't think there's anything wrong with you for that. I think it's the way that society is conditioning you. But you have the choice. You have the choice to say, do I want to live in a real world and experience real colors, real sensations, real thoughts, real imagery? Or do I want to live in a world where my kids are learning life through a computer screen? And by taking a step back and realizing that you're allowed to choose that for yourself and for your family, then you're really able to enjoy your tactical living. Mm 